0: You're listening to PlayStation Unchained.
1: Hello and welcome to the third attempt at doing PlayStation Unchained 103. Yes, uh, long story short, we did it before Christmas and it went wrong because I recorded it. Uh, (laughs) We just tried recording before this and it, well, we (laughs) had an extra audio track, which was Ben eating. And then we had static talking for a while, so it didn't (laughs) go quite so well. But we've had a laugh about it in the interlude. So what was going to be a nice, expansive podcast about what we liked from last year, what was rubbish, and looking forward to this year, we're just going to cut down to what we like this year in case things go wrong again, really. Um, so joining me, I'll have to introduce everyone again. God. As well as Ben, who is our silent partner today, apart from when he's eating. Um, we also have Kevin Rambol. <laughs> if you
0: add that. You'll get there. Okay. <laughs> Kevin, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are I know, you? I know you're
1: okay because I was speaking to you the last hour, but it's okay. Shh. No one knows this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we lay all the <laughs> cards out on the table. We have, you know, No ethical problems with these journalists.
0: You, we've only gone a little bit cuckoo.
1: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> this is probably going <laughs> to be quite serious until we've this all happens. Very serious. So, yes, Kevin is here all the way live via Belgium Satellite um I, I, oh <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, i will check in if uh in the streets of moscow if uh gary Bagazarov is there gary can you hear us no gary's dead so it's okay yes. uh we'll move on uh, we also have my fellow uk resident aaron varshney how are you doing now? Yeah, doing fine, thank you. Excellent, excellent. Now, we're going to assume Gary's dead and that Ben is eating, so it's just us three at the minute. Um, Gary, when you come back on, just tell us. Um, (laughs) Because Lord knows we could do with nothing else going wrong. (laughs) So what I'm going to do, we all sort of pitched in with three games we want to see this year or anticipating, whatever, and we'll go from there. Uh, uh, So I'll start with one, because I feel like I'm never going to get around to talking about what I want to talk about. <laughs> it's
0: my turn! <laughs> it's my turn.
1: <laughs> pick one from mine, and then we'll just go through like that. Um, I'm going to pick No Man's Sky, personally, because yeah, I was looking forward to this for God knows how long now. To be honest, not much more I can say about it at this stage. It's kind of like Space Minecraft with a universe of things you can go and see and do. So, i it could be great. There's still that tiny potential, of course, that it doesn't quite deliver on its promise. Anyone else even intrigued by No Man's Sky? Kevin? No. No, there you go. The answer <laughs> we are going to get this and streamlined. So. Aaron, what about you?
2: I think it's going to be a little bit too big for its own good.
1: It, the concern is it's a small studio still, even with the slight expansive they had, I think, is they're only just sort of reaching double figures We're working on the game, which is... Impressive, but yeah, something's gotta give. It's just kinda of seeing where that is. But then they're giving them the time to develop it. So who knows? You never know. Um Gary, are you there? Can we check if Gary's around? No. No? No. Okay, Gary's still dead, so we'll carry on with the next game. <laughs> <laughs> um let's pick one from your list, Aaron. Okay. It is a double header, it's Gravity Rush Remastered and Slash 2 Well, Gravity Rush was obviously a Vita exclusive And it was probably one of the best games on the system, to be honest, as well and It's finally coming to PS4 And it be interesting to see how it works because, uh, on a PS4 But they've made Terroi work to a degree, so it's it's possible Aaron, tell us What is it that's got you so excited about Gravity Rush Remastered and 2?
2: Well, obviously, you pretty much said that about the Fita. It is my favourite game on the Fita at the moment.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. Roguelike. And
2: and just seeing it in full 1080p, 60 hertz, or frames a second, I should say, I am curious how they're going to do it with the controls, but yeah... I just want that game to be on a big screen and I'm going to be glad that I'm going to be able to try it and then of course you've got Gravity Rush 2 which often looped it into the same thing so
1: yeah which is fair
2: enough uh, yeah (laughs) because I'm so wanting Remastered to come out who wouldn't want the second one to come out and it looks so much better as well so I've improved on things
1: yeah it's nice to get something from Japan Studio as well which is Yep. Yeah, so don't really see much of them as we used to. I think, and it's just they did such a good job on this. It is good that it's getting a sequel as well. And I yeah, said so it, my hands will probably be a bit happier to play it on a PS4, just because it mangled the hands a bit. It's one of those. It's very much to me like uh, Peace Walker was on PSP, where it was, I'll play it, was I really really enjoying it, but my hands just are uh, pretty much unusable for weeks afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah, it's they, yeah, Gravity Rush 2, I think, would be quite fun. And if they can build on that, and they, I mean, the fact that it's made for a console this time rather than a handheld means that it's made with that in mind. It yep. could be t- something quite special, I think. Kevin, do you know anything of Gravity Rush, or is it not your cup of tea?
0: Actually, I played a little demo in the very beginning, I think, when I had a Vita. Mm hmm. But I don't remember much of it anymore. So I think I might just try the demo again sometime, <laughs> if it's still available, and see what it is.
2: Yeah, it's your typical open-world game like Assassin's Creed and GTA, just in a gravity-defined space, really.
0: Yeah, it would be nice to yeah, see. Yeah, I, I think I kind of remember myself looking at it and being like, the hell is this? and And kind so of going cool. like, nah, it's not my thing. That's probably what I did, that. so... I should give it another chance.
1: You never know. It's one of those things I found. You said about Fallout 3 to me before where you didn't get on with it. I didn't get on with it several times before I actually got on with it. So you never know. You never know with these things. Yeah. Um, So, Kevin, we'll move on to one of your choices next, as you're also talking. And uh, I assume your first one is the VR game, I believe, is it not? Which is uh, Rigs.
0: Yeah, I, I think it is... It, I, I don't know if it's only VR.
1: I assume I it, it is, is Yeah, the setup of it looks very VR-based as well.
0: The reason I'm interested in, in it is... Oh, yeah, the game. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what I'm talking about, okay? <laughs> Good job, me. No, the game is um, Rigs. Yeah. Which personally looks really interesting because I'm a fan of a proper competitive game, but I'm not talking like... Competitive, like you versus a friend, but like competitive as in the bigger competitive modes, like in esports. It would be nice to see some proper different esport games pop up.
1: But an esport game that actually relies on you moving your own body. <laughs> it's just. Uh,
0: yeah, it's, it, it's actually a game that. It's, it's not your average esport game. like It's either. If you look at esports now, it's mostly like something like League of Legends or it's Call of Duty. And this kind of looks different to me. It's still, in a way, a shooter, but at the same time, it's still different. And I kind of like the tra- trailer for it, so I'm hoping it's actually worth it.
1: Yeah, I, w- I wasn't quite such a big fan of the uh, fake commentary on the trailer. I, I kind of that- liked it because I
0: used to play competitive on Call of Duty Four on play- on PlayStation on PC. And the same thing happened there as well. If there was a tournament, you would have a commentator as well. And actually, oh, yeah. that was kind of
1: fun to listen to. Oh, yeah, in-game, I, I imagine. Yeah.
0: Not, not in-game. Like, if you're in the team, you, you can't listen, of course, because you I, I can't know. know what the enemy is doing. Well, no, I just, but if, you would, if you would look at um, a game online, for instance, you, you search on Call of Duty 4 Pro Mod Game and... You'll eventually find commentary clips, and I kind of liked it because it's it's actually like football, ex- except it's not with esports. Mm. So I don't like football, but I like esports.
1: <laughs> so yeah, yeah, fair enough. It's good. Uh, Aaron, any interest in rigs or VR in general?
2: Uh, VR, yes, I could probably go on about oh, <laughs> oh, for hours and hours about that. So. Oh try and prevent myself from I'm doing sure that, we'll but, have um, to
1: be special on it at some point in the year as it will start to become a, a thing
2: yeah but um rigs I haven't really looked into so I can't comment but for VR stuff I really wanted to try it out with mainly racing games to be honest because that would give me quite a big advantage when turning corners and finding better racing lines and <laughs> weaving in between traffic I guess so that's what I'm really looking forward to the most.
1: Yeah, I think for me, it's just the idea of open world games having it is the biggest appeal. Because just, I love exploring in open world games and it's just that would take it to the next level. I think it's just... You know, I feel like you're more immersed in it. Yep. Yeah. Can't fault that, can you? A bit of VR. Well, See how uh, well it takes on. That's the question this year. I think it's going to be a price point issue. But as I said, we we will talk about that at some point this year. Um, Right, so there's another one down. So what else can we pick? I think maybe we'll pick one of Ben's. I know he can't speak, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sign language. Text. (laughs) uh, What's he looking
2: forward to?
1: (laughs) Well, I'll go for him because obviously Ben can't really answer about them, but he's up for Naruto Storm 4, uh, Dragon Quest Builders, and Final Fantasy Fifteen. Also, the Final Fantasy Nine PC port, as well, he says. But, um, anyone interested in any of those games themselves? All of them. All of them, there you go. Aaron's interested in all of them. So, Aaron, what one interests you the most?
2: Out of them, I would probably say... Oh, see the Dragon Quest Builders or Final
1: Fantasy
2: XV. So, the thing is, with Final Fantasy XV, everyone, every single person who's into Final Fantasy has been wanting that game to come out for goodness knows how long.
1: Yeah, when you think there was only one main, real main entry last generation, it just seems mad at this point.
2: Well, it was First 13 before, but I'm glad they've actually put.
1: Yeah, it, it was getting to the point a bit ridiculous, a tiny bit ridiculous yeah. that they hadn't got to the next full entry. There wasn't an online game.
2: Yeah, exactly, and then you've got builders or Dragon's Quest builders, where it looks like a cross between an actual real Dragon Quest game with a story and everything mixed with Minecraft,
1: which is kind of intrigued me to be honest. It's like, yeah, I like and- Dragon Quest, so I mean that it's RPGs go and uh, yeah. Minecraft at this point in time, you know, my son's majorly into it, so I'm you know, by proxy I'm in it as well. Yeah, so it'd be a good mix. Especially something to have a story.
2: Yeah. So I wonder how they're going to actually do that stuff thing, because if you can actually just craft out an entire world, could you potentially completely break the game? Or the story I should say.
1: Yeah, I mean it's how they integrate it really, I suppose. That's the main issue. How do they make it work in tandem with the story? It's like, yep. Which, you know, was an issue when Telltale wanted to make story mode for Minecraft. It's like how do you fit a story into a world where you can just change everything up very easily? Exactly. But so you know, the, the answer is you can. It is possible. So but yeah, I'd be intrigued, especially from a Japanese developer, you know, having their license on that. It will be intriguing to see. Excellent. Okay. Next, next, next. I'm trying to avoid Gary's until Gary's comes back. If Gary doesn't come back, well, tough, Gary, you should have been here. So <laughs> You were here to be fair. <laughs> Things went a bit wrong. Um, I'll pick it up one of mine only because I know it's one other person might actually know what it's about. Uh, dying like the following, which is technically an expansion, but to, uh, the open world parkouring zombie game from last year by Techland. Uh, pretty much one of my favourite games of last year, weirdly, which is in my, you know, personally I think it was very inferior to a lot of games that came out, but it was just so enjoyable and it's absolutely smashing little game, and it? it's one of those I've put a lot of hours into last year and the fact that they're bringing, they've taken their time with this expansion and it's going to be uh, the size of the game again with, you know, different dynamics to it, the fact that it's in the countryside the fact that it's you've got cars and stuff it's going to be awesome no, I think, this, and the fact that, also the fact that when you bought the season pass initially that you've been charged very little for what they've made because obviously they didn't believe it was going to be as big as it is now so I'm looking forward to a, an expansion in 2016 You know, where, when it's one of the things that's been criticised in recent years about DLC content not being quite so big. Know, since Witcher 3 and Bloodborne that last year, it are starting to get a bit better with the DLC content in places. So, hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll work out well. Kevin, you also enjoyed Dying Light. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Uh, actually, I was surprised because I wasn't planning on getting it because... I'm, I'm I'm not trying to get myself too excited anymore about games because either it's a big disappointment or it's a big relief. This one was luckily a big relief. I didn't really know much about the game except zombies. And yeah, there's so many zombie stuff. I, I couldn't be bothered at first. But then eventually my friend bought it. He said he liked it very much and he said it's co-op. And I said, you know what? I'll just get it for PC and we'll just play together then. And I had a lot of fun with it because it's one of the very few games that's like not your average. Well, it, it is. It is in a way a first-person shooter, I guess, but it's it's not your your average first first-person shooter. You no, know? ballet combat it's,
1: is definitely above and above. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> it felt more like a mix between Mirror's Edge, um, and you know, a decent first-person shooter,
1: and. Bit of Dead, Dead Island, man. really,
0: isn't it? So, but... Yeah, it, it was basically Dead Island mixed with Mirror's Edge. That's, that's the best way to describe it, basically. And I really enjoyed that, because I, li- I like Dead Island, I like Mirror's <laughs> Edge, I like the combination. Put except the together. ending yeah. was shit. <laughs> that yeah, was the only thing about the game that bothered me so much. The set pieces When I finished themselves it, like, than... this is it?
1: yeah the set pieces were better than the story itself but then now we're finding out that the following sort of continues that story anyway so it, we are at least going to get some, a better conclusion perhaps after all so who knows yeah I
0: definitely enjoyed it I was really, really surprised to have a decent co-op game out because that doesn't actually happen that often anymore right. and I found most games are completely online yeah. or couch co-op
1: and it's two different games and the way you play it. If you're playing it on your own, first of all, it's a very good, a pretty effective horror, especially early on.
0: I actually didn't play it on my own because no? I just couldn't bother. I, I didn't really bother with that because I'm not really that interested in playing it on my own. But, you know, that's that's why I bought it to play with my friend. and oh, yeah. We had so, a blast I mean, with it because it's, it's so much fun when you play together because you get, get missions and you can be like, you know, what, let's do it like this. Let's do it like that. Let's one go this way, one go the other way. Or you can just be like, let's let's see who can kill the most zombies or yeah. whatever. You can make it fun in the way you want to make it fun. And that's why I liked it so much. It has a variety of, of, of choices you can make and, and ways you can go. And, you know, you can just move your way. And that's what I liked about the game.
1: Yeah, It'll move us slightly closer to being very borderland-esque with the following, don't you think, with having vehicles and a more expansive countryside element. So... Which I'm not that bothered about because I, you know, it's nice because I like Borderlands 1 and 2 for that very reason. It's, you've got a bit of open world that's a bit literally wide open you know, not just corridors and stuff. So are you looking forward to that change of pace? Maybe.
0: I don't really think I'll go for the DLC because I'm not really a big fan of DLC and usually it i don't know i don't easily go back to games that i've finished because there's always another game that i want to want to play that i haven't played yet (laughs) so maybe eventually that i you know will just buy it and be like you know let's let's continue and play the dlc together and see what we can get out of it it's definitely worth looking into it that's for sure
1: excellent um gary are you there now yeah, I'm here. Hey, Gary's alive. <laughs> Loud and clear. <laughs> Hello. Gary, um, back. you also play Dying Light. So, are you interested in the following?
3: I am interested in following. I mean, I'm interested in driving those buggies around, man.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's what I said it's very Borderlands esque there, you know, having the buggies, especially if you're doing co op stuff like you can know, own that.
3: I'm just wondering how, how it's going to, like, I hope they don't utilize them. To the point where you're just in this big, giant field the whole time. Um,
1: From the tiny bits but... they showed, it's very much... It's countryside, but obviously there are places to go. But you won't be able to do the building jumping quite to the same level, I think. But it, I think that they might just pull it off.
3: Oh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, who doesn't want to run over a bunch of zombies and, and buggies? But
1: you're an Electrified buggy at that.
3: Oh, even better! oh, they should do like the, like blades on the sides too. You just cut them in half. That'd be awesome.
1: Oh yeah, that'd
0: be. <laughs> I, I have more <laughs> yeah, satisfaction I, I... of the slow mo kill when you hit a zombie and you go
1: like. I'd do that in the cars as well. In the buggies, <laughs> <laughs> so you could just. Nah, that...
0: I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I, in I, the cars. Totally
1: dying, so... Cool. Well, why are you here, Gary? And so we'll probably move on to one of yours next. Um. We, I know, unfortunately for Gary, he had to speak about all his before the uh, recording went tits up. So, <laughs> <laughs> Gary, do you want to go, f- go through? <laughs> what was that supposed to be? I don't know.
3: <laughs> I have to do it again? <laughs>
1: oh. you do a shorter version. Just, you know, why do you like Deus Ex, Short Mankind S- Divided, Gary, for instance? What's l- great about that that you want to see?
3: Okay. Uh, so uh, am I doing my most anticipated then?
1: That's it. That's all we're doing this time. <laughs> <laughs> Too long, didn't read. Go.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Uh, Deus ex mankind divided. Sounds oh, wonderful. Time.
1: Let's move on. Okay.
3: <laughs> Wait. am <laughs> Jake can go there? I'm really looking forward to where they continue on with the story. Uh, I heard. I they they said they're not gonna use any of the three endings from uh, Human Revolution to continue the story in this one, so uh, we'll see where they go there. Uh, I'm very interested to see how they changed uh, the mechanics of um, going through each stage with stealth or action or however you want to play it. i uh, really looking forward to seeing all the different uh, weapons and abilities that Adam Jensen has this time, and most importantly, um, I'm looking forward to the awesome story which Human Revolution had and I'm hoping they continue that with Mankind Divided and the amazing music that it brought as well
1: Excellent Anyone else excited for Deus Ex? Uh, Kevin? No sir I do love your short answers Uh, Aaron (laughs) Aaron, what about you?
2: Um, I'm I'm kind of 50-50 on it. I didn't think Human Revolution was amazing it was a good game but
3: Drop them. Drop prefer-
2: them from the call right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still preferred the original.
1: Well, yeah. So. If, if you played it around that time, it, it does sort of have something about it. But I did quite enjoy my um, thank God, human revolution for what it was as well. It's just it worked on console as well, which was a big plus point for me. And to be honest, there wasn't much like it on consoles at the time either. So I think that's what gave it probably a better reception on that than it did, say, on PC. Cause, you know, on PC, it is a bit watered down compared to previous DSX games.
2: I, I played it on the PC, but of course I played the original in 2000, I think. Uh, to me, it so, always, the
1: original always seems like it's an older game than it is, and it's weird. It, because, it's
2: kind of you, scary if you think about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, late 90s games onwards, there's just that little portion where... They, they look better than anything that would have been on console, but at the same time, they look ancient. It's just weird. I think it's just because they're... I early
3: personally thing. think the original DSS holds up very well with the times.
1: Oh, it does, yeah. And the content alone in it is what helps, I think, with that. It's, uh, it's just so deep as games go. But yeah, it's it's a nice remix. It's it's like, um to me, it's a reboot in the same way that XCOM... Was a re- you know, enemy unknown was a good reboot of a very hardcore old school title, and the old UFO enemy unknown. It's it's a nicely modernized take on what was, and unfortunately, yes, that means you have to make these little caveats for what people like. And yeah, the boss battles were absolutely atrocious in yeah Human Revolution, which they promise isn't really a f- problem this time. We can't but hope.
2: Yeah, I came across what one situation that? where one of the bosses was using lightning on the ground, and of course, I was going through stealth.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, just they imagine
2: did. that boss fight for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, some of the boss fights with the wrong powers were just terrible, and yeah, that and which is a shame. It was, you just had to fudge them eventually, which is not really how you intend to play. When everything else has moved so smoothly, so well, and you can play exactly how you want, and you get to the boss battle, and it is just so out of tune. With the rest of the game. Look at that, doing.
3: Well, that's because they outsourced the boss battles.
1: Yeah. Sounds like Rocksteady must have done the same thing with Batman last year as so. well.
3: I will say this. Um, I've never seen a game win more awards for its trailers than for the actual game. Yeah. So kudos to them for their amazing trailers they had for that game.
1: <laughs> oh, yes, they do do a good job on that, but that's... Probably because you know Square Enix, they'd actually do. Square Enix actually have good trailers all around, I think. you think of the Hitman one from last year as well? That was really good. So, so yeah. Can't be. Fine. Who didn't I ask? Did everyone answer that one? I think they did, didn't they? Um, Why are you here then, Gary? Again, <laughs> um, we'll quickly go over. You are looking forward to Witcher Free Blood and Wine, but it only I think it's yeah. only going to be you talking about this one. So yeah. What's going to be good about Blood and
3: Wine? Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for it. Uh, it's supposed to be three times the size of the original, or of Hearts of Stone, which was the first expansion they released, and that one was about 15 hours long with all to do everything in it. Um, they also uh, in Hearts of Stone they also added a new crafting mechanic in the game, which changed uh, the game dramatically. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to see what they add in uh, Blood and Wine. There's also rumors that they're bringing back Yorvith who is uh, an elf. Uh, he's got an eye patch. People will know him from the books and uh, from the Witcher 2 uh, Assassins of Kings. He was one of the coolest characters there. But, yeah, really looking forward to this one. They said it's about uh, 30 hours. Uh, Blimey. Or at least just the game story part. And there, it's going to be a completely new location that's that hasn't been visited in the game yet. So Nicely
1: done. Cool. And do you want to cover your last choice for this podcast while we're here? Which is just PS2 classics in general, isn't it?
3: Yes, I'm. I'm looking forward to more PS2 classics. <laughs> um, I know they're getting a lot of hate because of their pricing, but I think it's totally worth it. I will rebuy pretty much my entire PS2 library if I get a chance. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm mostly excited for the RPGs. Um, I really want Dot Hack, Shadow Hearts, and Xenosaga. I know Shadow Hearts is probably out of the question. Um, I'm already getting Wild Arms 3, if rumors are true. So I'm okay with that. But yeah, more PS2 classics, the better for me. I'll I'll be more than happy to go back to playing games that worked when they came out at launch than games that don't work until four months after they come out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'll I'll bandy that question around, actually. If if everyone else wants to pick one PS2 game that they could have... no, looking a little spiffier. Maybe some trophies chucked in. What would be the game that you'd pay that money for? Aaron? It's
2: already been done on a PS3. It's of The Enders 2.
3: Mm,
1: that's true. But would you like to see that again on PS4?
2: Um, well, if it wasn't done for the PS3, then a huge, massive yes.
1: Is there one so, that you wouldn't, no. wouldn't have seen? Other, yeah, that you haven't had... Yeah, that you'd like.
2: To be honest, I probably wouldn't want to have them done at all. I'm one of those people where I'm kind of like a purist. I have to have it like as original. If you know what I mean? So not like a not a remaster, but I'd rather have a remake than a remaster.
1: To be honest, have a completely new thing. Well, not completely. Yeah, that's fair enough. Kevin, you missed the PS2 era, didn't you? I didn't have PlayStation 2, no,
0: but I do know some games that are on PlayStation 2. <laughs> I played Manhunt 2 on PSP, and I think that was on PlayStation 2, isn't it? It was, yeah. So yeah. Just, give, just give me a, a new Manhunt game then, or a remaster.
1: I'll tell you what. Um, GTA Online actually has an online mode that is basically Manhunt, which is cool. That's it. Still not quite enough, but yeah, it, I agree with you that I'd Manhunt one for me, but that'd be a game definitely I'd like to see. But though, if I'm going to say my real choice, it's Jack and Daxter: The Precursor Legacy. It always is because it's just the easiest game to play through in the most relaxing, fun manner. So I've completed it on PS2, Vita, and PS3. So I'd gladly do it again for a fourth time. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Woo. And Ben, I know you can't obviously speak, but maybe you could type what game would you want from PS2? He says, hum straight away. See, so, look at this. Great translation. See, now that's a that game that, a that game. <laughs> best best game game
0: I haven't played
3: yet.
1: Ben also skipped most of the PS2 era. So like, what are we exactly? It's Awesome,
2: (laughs) I'm not alone (laughs) Skippable PlayStation Universe We've got
1: got Gary Gary, who most of his favourite games last year were Nintendo games, we've got Aaron who's a PC head Kevin who's a PC head and Ben who didn't even have a PS2 I feel like I'm the only purist here
2: (laughs) Although having said that I did grow up since PlayStation 1 so I've had them all but yeah,
1: I'm, yeah, I'm still a <laughs> <purist>. <laughs> Uh so yeah. he was too busy with Final Fantasy XI. Ben said anyway that he would he had a PS2, just not many games. Lol. Fair enough, but you couldn't pick one game you'd want to see again, Ben. Not Final Fantasy XII. What's
2: wrong with Final Fantasy XII? <laughs> I think
3: he hated Final Fantasy XII. I'll take twelve. I, <laughs> I, I take I'll 12. answer for Ben. He I'll answer hate- for him. He wants <laughs> 3, Wrath of Heaven.
1: Ben says he did hate 12. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, actually, I've got the most obvious candidate that we never pick uh, Time Splitters 2. Has to be on there. That's oh, true. Oh, there we go. Kill for that. Absolutely kill for that. Not really. So don't use that in a court of law. If it ever comes to it that I've murdered someone, I didn't kill them for Time Splitters 2. Just let that be known for the record. It's
3: interesting what ben- Staff of Free Radical found
1: dead in their homes. <laughs> <laughs> the irony is it made the game un- <laughs> unfinishable that they were making. Uh, dear. Yeah, so Ben said Black or 13. Oh, 13. Yeah, that was awesome. I did love that game. Great game. Go. So, good choices, Ben. Good choices. See, you got there in the end. The
2: first person chooses, but we all
1: left it off. Oh, well, yeah, but 13 was a bit different, to be honest. Yeah. And Black was, yeah, just like gun porn. So,
2: it was the first one with destructible environments, wasn't it? Or was
1: by Burnout creators? Uh, Criterion. It's just their gun sounded so good in the game. It's weird. But yeah, it's it was it was a very run of the mill shooter, but it's just something about it. it just it felt more weighted than a lot of shooters even now feel. It was very short. It doesn't. It didn't matter. It was surprisingly good game. It just shows Criterion can do stuff that isn't just cars. Which is nice. No, we'd like to do something soon, to be honest, either way. There isn't need for speed. Um, I suppose we uh, should address the elephant in the room. Um, technically, this is one of your choices, Aaron. But obviously, we kind of have to mention it. Being a PS website, um, Uncharted 4, obviously, is out this year. In March now, I think it is. Or was it April? Has it moved?
2: Oh, I've put a question mark so I don't know when it's out.
1: I think it was be yeah. out March it's now April. It's April. That's it, thank you.
3: Yeah, they yeah.
1: moved it to April. Despite advertising on TV last week saying it was out March which is weird. <laughs> Uh, Sony's advertising department obviously didn't get the memo on that one.
3: Yeah,
2: clearly not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, I just sent it out with March, anyway.
2: Yeah, it said on TV the next day it says April. So the next day it says May. It's like, hang on, which? <laughs> but...
1: <laughs> it's already out. What are you doing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was out January first. Right. Hang on, wait a second.
1: <laughs> now we were having a conversation before the podcast, before the first recording of this podcast. Anyway, that as much as everyone. Is excited for Uncharted 4. We all kind of know that it's going to be good enough. So it's not the same kind of excitement as, you know, something new and wondrous. So I think we all agreed on that, didn't we? That, that was yeah, the case.
0: It'll definitely live up to most of the expectations, at yeah. the least. It's Naughty Dog. Yeah. And that's, the, that's all you have to say. It's Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog.
2: <laughs> if you think about it, Uncharted 1 to 3 are pretty much exactly the same game with a different skin it's just a yeah, different, different story set as well. yeah different set pieces so i'm expecting uncharted 4 to be exactly the same as the other three with a different story and skin
1: yeah oh and have some extra feels in there as well because yep. they they can do that now we know that
2: and yeah. actually finished the story properly time yes. up all loose ends finally
1: i know there's this big thing about that it'll be nathan drake that dies and all this stuff but does anyone else from the trailer so far and the gameplay footage think that it'll be his brother if anyone's going to die? Yeah. yeah. I, it, I just don't Somebody, get... yeah, go on, somebody
3: has to die.
1: Yeah, I think they won't go with the obvious. Somebody
3: route. has to die to get him to get away from the, the tomb raiding or whatever he does. In my opinion.
0: As long as it's not Muddy Dog.
3: <laughs> It'd be Sully.
0: Sully's a real Sully so. once in the series, so... I actually think if if Sully would pass away it would give him more of an idea I have to do this for Sully because yeah. they have these adventures together so it, that would feel more like I have to finish this Sully would have wanted it it's he would be proud of me I yeah, think he someone he actually
3: I think it's gonna be Elena
0: if he no, would die in the beginning he's... that would be quite a uh, lame beginning <laughs> Uncharted 4 he's dead what <laughs>
2: Rather <laughs> nice at the end, but I, I honestly think that uh, Nate and Elena finally you just see them
1: properly. Sorry, Kevin, that was an uh, interesting input to that. Um, what was that? <laughs> you haven't
2: played anything charter games.
1: <laughs> I sure have. No,
0: I, I think it, it's it's indeed. I agree with Aaron. Fair
1: news. We can't say fairer than that. Um yeah, so I'd say as much as someone will die, I don't think it'll be any of the, the top four or five cast members. Uh, it'd be Cutter or Chloe or you know, Drake's brother, being the most likely sort of type to die. Mainly Cutter. I
3: think it's gonna be Elena Fisher Personally,
1: no. oh, it's gonna be Cutter, hasn't it? It's just it's just so cockney. Yeah, he has to die. <laughs>
3: Let's just say Elena dies
2: at the beginning, then he's got a motive
1: to actually go on a rampage. The oh, I would, a whole do you bunch. know what? They would get such criticism for such a, a, an old trope, though. If the hero's yeah. wife dies, so you must go on a revenge trip. That would be terrible, considering how well they went forward. That would be <laughs> such a cliche. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like when you think they of the story. tied
2: knot. I reckon <laughs> both of them at the end just get together and you just see their kid or whatever. Yeah. That's what it's going to be.
1: Because if they kill off a character like that, especially at the beginning of the game, then you've just basically done, you've done what The Last of Us has done straight away. And it's like The Last of Us kind of got away with it because it wasn't the only character that that sort of thing happened to. But yeah, again, it's motivating the hero man by killing off his woman. That's nah. Who says someone actually dies? Ah. Yeah. See how Sully did fake deaths all oh. over again? Come on. I was, to be honest, Kevin, it's uncharted. At least 20,000 people will die by the end of that game.
0: <laughs> Before the gamer gets frustrated. <laughs> that's just,
1: uh, just when Nathan Drake's gone out to the shops. <laughs> so, yes, it's. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Probably. For me, it's always been a case of you play the game, it's done, and then. Yeah, that was nice. Some memorable moments. We me go on from there. Right, I will mention the next one and you guys can talk about it a little because I have to go and do something quickly. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Now, I'll leave Aaron starting talking about this and Aaron can then feed on to you too. Um, so, Aaron, what looks so cool about Horizon Zero Dawn?
2: Prehistoric weapons which are just completely transformed into mechanical like weapons giving off loads of effects and taking down huge massive dinosaurs and stuff who doesn't want to do that
0: i do not actually <laughs> <laughs> is that a surprise <laughs> i don't uh, know no, whole... not
2: from you anyway
0: <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's the whole mechanical thing It I...
2: looks amazing
0: I'll try it, that's for sure. It looks... I'm curious about it. I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be a bad game, but I'm not, not going to say it's going to be a, a, an amazingly... whoa i game. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with the game. Curious about the story, mostly, actually.
2: I mean, that's why I'm excited for it. It's the actual mechanics behind it. Obviously, it could be the worst game ever when it comes out, but... For yeah, no, that's. The showing. that's I, just I just really, hope, really how it works.
0: I just hope it's not like, oh, we had zombies and now some people want dinosaurs. Let's go dinosaurs. I hope it's not just another company jumping on the dinosaur bandwagon because that's other good. people do it. That would be. You know, at least if you do jump on it, at least make sure you land on two feet with a front flip and a back flip and whatever you can do to make it look nice and deliver a nice product. <laughs> I I just hope it's not like a cheap game just to have dinosaurs out there and to be like, Hey, we can do dinosaurs too. That's all I want.
2: Well I I think well, it's Gorilla games, isn't it, behind it. So you can expect high quality graphics and mechanics and everything. It's just gameplay. Um, yeah, Killzone wasn't exactly the had the greatest gameplay in the world, did it? But.
0: Killzone annoyed Gen- me because I never could reply fast enough when someone was shooting at me.
2: That's the flag was <laughs> <suddenly>. <laughs> yeah,
0: that too. While the I actually the I played the third one partly and. Um, uh, the one on Vita, I don't know the name anymore. Mercenary. Yeah, that one. And actually, the VR one was the best, but it was laggy and annoying. That's why I stopped playing it. <laughs> but yeah, I hope it's it's going to be, you know, a game worth playing and not some overpriced game just to have dinosaurs out
1: there. <laughs> yeah. Welcome I- back, Neil. Hello, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'd agree on that. Um, I quite liked Mercenary. It was a Vita Games Game. To go. Again, another game that used to be really well. But uh, for me, there's only been one good kill beyond that, which is the second one. This third was just nonsense bollocks. It really was. I just couldn't see what the appeal of it was at all. I think <sighs> Gorilla have got it in them to make a really, really good game. And I'm kind of hoping Horizon's that game because so far they make games. Yeah, they're alright. That's sort of thing. Mediocre. Yeah, mediocre. And Killzone 2 was probably just the one that sort of you know, went into that realm of being, yeah, it's good. Good. I like that. Not quite astounding but getting there. Yeah, it looked nice. Multiplayer was pretty different and that was it really. <laughs> the ending was an absolute shiter because oh, that final fight That's one of my worst final fights sort of any game, last generation easily Alright, has everyone talked about uh, Horizon? Yep Ben hasn't, ben hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> He can't <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, Ben was asking what game, oh no, Gary was asking what game this is Did, Ga- did Gary speak about it?
3: <laughs> He's talking no, about Link and Boosted <laughs> Moved on. I had to leave for a moment.
1: Oh, that's all right. We were talking about Horizon. That was all. Horizon. Yeah, um,
3: the robot dinosaurs, man. You can't go wrong yeah. there. There you go. See, see, see Birdside did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they could <can> put that <laughs> on the box now. That's for sure. No,
3: outside of the robot dinosaurs, though, I, I am looking forward to at least the story and the backstory of what happened to this world. Hmm. And how they came to be. Um, It it does look really interesting. Um, Also, hopefully, it's going to have some sort of co op as well.
1: Yeah. Yes. They seem to suggest there's nothing like that, but we'll see. Yeah, they they like to play coy with these things sometimes, so who knows? Right, okay. The developers know. And of course they know. QX Files tune. <laughs> <laughs> so you would probably suspect that some developers don't know what they're doing. There you go. Um, right. What else have we got on the list then? Ooh, let's see. Um, I think it's time to pick another one of yours, Kevin, actually. Uh,
3: oh, dear. Oh,
1: dear. Ukulele. Yes. Is, this is by former Rare employees. Uh, the now. spiritual
0: continuant. Continuant? Is that a word? Continu- let's continuation. make it a word
1: continuation okay.
0: let's, let's make it a word continuant <laughs> damn it <laughs> the spiritual follow up on Banjo 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 Kazooie yeah
1: banjo e, really I suppose gonna you know, do proper rare but yeah
0: as stupid as it sounds I barely played any of the Banjo games the only thing I remember is a store nearby where you know <laughs> no not Banjo Banjo Kazooie <laughs> damn you um, but yeah, a store nearby had uh, a few Nintendo 64 games set up and, you know, just your average kid corner. And when I was little, I would always go there in the, that corner and do my thing. And I remember playing a little on Banjo then and I actually really enjoyed it, but I never had an N64 myself. So I, I kind of hope that this one is, well, a decent successor and a follow up not just like a rip-off.
1: I think it's the people that having made the original one they are more likely to make a proper follow-up if anyone's going to. it's. I mean, most of it is pretty much the same basic ideas, but then that's pretty much what all platformers were back then. It's how you take those ideas and make them into a, a game that work. That's what separates you know, your Marios and your banjo from the Crash Bandicoots of this world. Because... There's More imagination, more verve, more to it. You know, it's not just an endless runner in disguise, it's uh, a, a well realized world for what it is. And that's,
3: I yeah. think it's gonna suck.
1: You think you really think it will suck? Can you ban him do. from the call? <laughs> <laughs> if I kept doing that, no one would be here at this rate.
0: No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, judge you for that thought. I mean. I don't know. I'm curious about it. I hope it's it's going to be worth it. It looks like, um, you know, a good throwback to the old platforming games, and I miss that. That's what I want. There's there's like you have shooters, you have, um, you, you have those novels, you have anything you can think of, but where are the platformers these days? I miss that.
1: Yeah, no, totally in agreement. I've been saying this since pff, Jack Two, really. That platformers are just going the wrong way and. Wanted more traditional, normal platformers to coming out that aren't Mario really. It's, which is not a knock on Mario, it's just that if you're getting a Mario game, you have to have it on a Nintendo system. you, just, you want a proper platformer. But to us the closest thing you get to that these days is games trying to sell you toys and it's like the it's Skyland, so it makes it difficult all the Lego games. And
3: I just I don't think it's gonna be good because of who's making it, personally.
1: What, because I mean, it's Rare or well, platonic now? but
3: Pretty much because it's employees of Rare. Well, I, I'm sorry to say, I love Rare as much as anybody else, but everything they made after the Nintendo 64 sucked. And I don't know what happened um, to them. I don't know who they lost, if they lost their direction or something, but...
1: I think it's more what they gained, which was... Employment under microsoft and it did seem to change something quite drastically
3: yes see ben said that most of the staff left yeah and i'm sorry to say but i just don't see it being good because it's not the same people anymore like it's pretty obvious they work fantastic together but individually they are not very good
1: i suppose it depends on what core they've got in that group I am guessing to get the funding, they did it has to be a decent core of the original star. So, who knows? But then, I was going to say to you next, Kevin: it's like street fight next year in the platformers, ukulele versus Ratchet and Clank. What's going to win that one? You reckon?
0: Well, in in that case, I would have to say Ratchet and Clank because it's more known than ukulele. Because mm. ukulele is a funded project compared to Ratchet and Clank is sort of a reboot from an older successor series that's just coming back to PlayStation four together with a movie. So that would obviously win in that case. I think
1: potentially, potentially. I think again, Gary pointed out about different employees. This is an insomnia coming back, having had a little time away from Sony after having such a long partnership, obviously went off and made fuse and, uh, do they make Sunset Overdrive that was it and yeah you wonder if their yeah, heart yeah you wonder if their heart will be in it in the same way this time but who knows we shall find out I'm sure
3: from what i played with, from what I played their heart is definitely in it
1: good good right that's fine then. yes Gary did get to play a bit didn't you so that's cool what else should we move on to we are running out of stuff Ooh, how about that <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, do you guys want to talk about Rise of the Tomb Raider for a minute? I know it's not officially on the list, but it's one of those big games. So, Kevin, you had it on your maybe list. So, do you want to give it a
0: Not, little not, not maybe list. It's definitely a game yeah. I'm, I'm going to play. It's, it's just a game I wouldn't choose as one of my most anticipated ones. I just... I don't know. I When I played the original, it took me quite a while to get... Well, not the original. You know, the remake forum, I think it, it was 2013... Was it
3: 2013?
0: Yeah, it was. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I bought it on Steam eventually, uh, and it took me yet another year to actually get into it. And when I did, I actually was surprised because it actually was a very good game, and I enjoyed it. It wasn't just like, you know, some games have these lame ass level ups and stuff. And this had like a level up system, but not in, in a lame way. I felt it was fitting for this game. And I liked it. It was a good game, good story. Not, not maybe a little... I don't know. Maybe the story could have been a bit better. But it was, it was still interesting to play. It definitely did not bore me. And yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what Rise of the Tomb Raider will bring. Because, you know, you play the previous game now. And then you read the next game's coming out. While the title sounds ridiculous... I do hope the game is not. How about you, Aaron?
2: Well, I must admit that the first team rate. Well, I'll say the first team rate in regards to the Square Enix version. So, 2013, like you said, I thought that other than Lara, pretty much going like, "Hey, I can kill everyone quite easily." Other than that bit, and the complete lack of actual Tomb Raiding, the actual game itself was pretty damn fantastic, I thought. So, com- oh, reading all the refuse from the, the uh, Xbox version, everyone's saying how much better the game is compared to Tomb Raider. So if Rise of the Tomb Raider really is that much better than I'm going to be actually pretty excited to play it this year and it's coming out one three weeks time or something
1: on pc yeah on pc yeah
2: yeah.
0: well i I do have to say i agree with you on um, the fact that that's one thing that bothered me i never played the old tomb raider games myself but you know that's one thing that kind of bothered me the first time you pick up a gun it's like instant perfect aim and you can instantly do everything you want to do with the gun which in a way makes sense because, you know, you have a shooter game, so a third-person yeah. shooter game that develops in surviving. Okay, I can get that, but it would have been nice to see some more, you know, skill developing from the characters themselves as well. That you're not... You, you, like you just skill don't, tree. Yeah, a little more realistic that you, you have to actually do your best to get a proper aim and not just like, oh, well, I'll just aim here, boom, headshot, No. Give us more of that realism, and that would have been perfect for me.
2: Say what I liked loads about uh, Tomb Raider 2013, though, was the bow and arrow. Wow, oh,
0: I love that, that thing was
2: done so <laughs> well. I, I swear it's probably the best bow and arrow I've used in any game.
1: Yeah, I pretty much agree with that. I love that thing.
0: I always yeah. used it as much as I could because that was brilliantly fun to use and yep. just and, you have to actually aim properly and like am i gonna hit him i'm gonna hit him
2: <laughs> <yep>.
0: <laughs> and, you know and, it's 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 just fun to use a bow and an arrow because it's a silent one it's not just like Pew!
2: exactly so you could just literally stealth around the game completely and oh, if you get it right with the baron arrow it was still a little tricky to use if you could always get it right, it's just like, oh, it's so wint. <laughs> it's,
0: it's so satisfying to get past the whole batch of enemies by just using your bow and arrow. Even in the, heat, in the heat of battle, you can just use it. You have to be quick, okay, but even in the heat of battle, I used it and it was fun and it didn't stop me, didn't make me feel less powerful or anything. It is still it's a brilliant though. weapon. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. I love that thing. I hope it comes back in this game. Else, I'm yeah. gonna write a letter. <laughs> <laughs> Give I, us a power arrow. Apparently, in,
1: it, apparently, it is in there, and it is still very good. So, that much good, good. because I don't want to see it as DLC. <laughs> <yet>.
0: <laughs> Individual arrows. Buy twenty arrows for twenty pounds. <laughs> no, thank you, sir. Oh. <laughs>
2: Spent thirty-five pounds to get to level thirty-five. Only that the game doesn't have levels. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so good. So we're generally looking forward to it. Then, really, I think that's the general consensus. I
0: am. It's it's a shame that it's not selling as well as other games are, because there's games that definitely do not deserve the amount of sales they get compared to this game. I think it actually does deserve a higher
2: amount of sales.
1: Well, you As consider... a
2: Battlefront, it, it should have way more sales than Battlefront. Battlefront well, should be no idea what it's
1: got. Remember the first in Raider, the 2013 one, was what, 6 million sales, I think? And that was a yeah. disappointment. So what's this? That's where... that's yeah, a, that's... That
0: actually it's... really surprised me when I yeah. heard about that. When I played the game and I, I really liked it, I generally didn't get why it was being sold like not enough. Or why that was such a low number for them. Six I mean,
2: million after, what's it, a month, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, well, four million. I think it was four million after a month. And then the, when they got to the sort of end of year time, they were saying it was about six million. Yeah, so twelve.
2: four million after one month, most companies would dream for that kind of sales. Even, well, even four million lifetime sales is very hard to hit.
1: It's, yeah. it, it's very difficult, especially if. John, yeah. Multi format, that's pretty decent you know, as numbers go. I think if you're going for the big numbers, that's really, really not that easy to get. I mean, you've got to have had a decent franchise where each game has been pretty well received. And you've not had a misstep. Tomb Raider's had a few missteps going into the reboot. So you still have people who are a bit apprehensive. Then you have the people that don't like the new direction. And that can really hurt it. Yeah, it's. I was just trying to think then that, uh, what, well, if, yeah, if they were thinking of numbers wise, what they'd be thinking of they were up against, you know, to make more than six million and not be disappointed. And I I was, I'm trying to think maybe Uncharted, but I don't think Uncharted made all that much, really, especially as you know it was technically on the losing console. I think
2: they said they've got about fifteen million lifetime sales so far between the entire franchise for Uncharted. Mm. So 15 million for one of the biggest games on
1: oh, PlayStation. Last update I've seen is back in June last year, which said it hit 21 million units sold okay. worldwide now. So, yeah.
2: Seven, eight million each.
1: Yeah. Uncharted it's... 3, there you go. Uncharted 3, uh, in the same window, actually sold slightly less than Tomb Raider. So... Maybe that's it. The fact that uh, one console game you know, that were on a system that was technically the losing console sold pretty much the same as Tomb Raider, which was multi-format. So, yeah, maybe you can understand where the disappointment's going from, but maybe they set their sights too high, really, on that one.
2: Yeah, far too high. Or they're just completely out of touch with the world.
1: Well, that, that seems to be square in general. They're one of those companies that... They start doing things like when everyone else has done them or you when know, it's too late. Capcom are very similar in that regard. They'll pick up on fads about five years too late. And yeah. So, yeah, it's, I don't know if it's because this Japan centric that they don't sort of meld with the Western way so well. It seems to be more like that. Might be a problem.
2: They're getting better.
1: Yeah, yeah, when people tell them their DLC plans terrible to the point of rage, then yeah, they they, did, they listened. <laughs> so there's something uh, they did with Deus Ex. So yeah, you can just. Um, I think we got one more, two more games. One from me and one from Mister Rombo. Rombo, I'm gonna call you Rombo now. Yeah, it's even better. Um, I pick mine. <sighs> it's, it's <better>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll pick mine anyway because it's I'm probably the only one that's going to say it anyway. So, which is a disaster report four, which in the UK is SOS: The Final Escape. In America, it's Raw Danger. It's got three names. It's hard to keep up. it is. basically, it's a survival horror game that's about natural disasters rather than monsters. And it's SOS: The Final Escape was a PS2 game that was one of my favourite games. It's so, it looks terrible. It's got the worst script. It's cheesy voice acting. But wow, as a survival horror, it's actually really good. It's just—it's just something about it, the way the city set up, and you know, it's hard to describe. But it felt like a B movie, like you know, the films it would be based on. And I think that's what sold it. it. It just embraced that. And unfortunately, disaster report four was supposed to come out around the time of the you know, big natural disasters in uh, Japan. So it got canned almost indefinitely until it sort of resurfaced at the end of last year. So I'm glad to see it coming back because it was horrible that such a disaster happened, but it's the timing of it obviously happening and you'd wonder if you'd ever see the light of day for a game like this, about such a touchy subject for Japan. But it's coming, and yeah, I still kind of hope this one's going to be as cheesy and as epically earthquakey and floody as before. Yeah. Um, and then we went to the final one, which was yours, Kevin. Which was Unravel. You were quite interested in Unravel. Yeah, yeah. Which is an EA game, a platformer. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. No, it's actually, it,
0: it. I don't know. It looks kind of simplistic, yet very amusing. That's how it looks to me. That's that's literally the only thing I can say about it. I mean. I kind of feel that it it will have a sort of old school feeling to it, maybe or a nostalgia feeling. I don't know.
1: It does have a sort of platform puzzler feel to it, which is kind of. Cool. It looks it looks relaxing, actually. Yeah, yeah. It does. Well, I don't know. Apart from the little bit of the water, they look a bit strenuous for sort of trying not to drown this yarn creature. Which is how does a young creature drown? It's yarn. That's big. game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Find out next week on Unchained with Neil <laughs> how to drown yarn creatures.
1: Oh dear. it takes lots of detergent. That's what I've had. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's could be interesting. I don't. The other side of me just thinks, what's EA's angle? So <laughs> it's just, as cynical, as no, it? No, I get you. I get you. It's just like. The fact that they put it on there, at E3, is this just their game to say, "Hey, look at us! We're good guys. We make games about fucking yeah, the Scandinavian seaside resorts and yarn monsters." We're
3: well, cool. no. Let's be honest. They want to see how much microtransactions they can put into an indie game and succeed.
1: Uh, they're probably hoping for merchandising, aren't they? Like, so, sort of yarny dolls will be a thing. I don't know. But then you had the guy come out on stage at E3 and just be so. You know, awkwardly adorable in the way he was getting all enthusiastic about his game. It's hard. I think that sold a lot of people on Unravel. Oh,
3: well, it's, it's not made by EA. They're just publishing. I know
1: that that's what I mean. But EA is publishing it. Well, we've seen they that have lots of influence on it. Yeah, that's, that's the issue, and that's
0: that's the only thing I'm afraid of. That they actually are going to ruin the idea behind the game and actually make it into but then into a lame piece
1: of junk. Or, and this is my other theory, is it EA's way of doing what Ubisoft do where they do have these sort of small games that are actually really quite good because Ubisoft don't really get that involved in them. Like um, Valiant Hearts and uh Child of Light is it Child of Light? It is, isn't it? Yeah. I so hope fun. it is. <laughs> Just Child leave Floyd. it alone. <laughs> <laughs> Print
0: it on disc, send it to me, leave it alone. <laughs> That's all you gotta That's do, EA.
3: Like if you, there's an article that came out a while ago about what the developers of Valiant Hearts Mm. had to go through at Ubisoft to get that game made. It was ridiculous. Yeah, if you can find it, read it. It was. It's almost as bad as Legend of Heroes Trials in the Sky, second chapter.
1: Yeah, it was. I remember you showing me that one. It was a pretty, yeah, horrid story to go through. But I think because that game did. It helped out a lot of other games since to do that for big studios. Yeah,
3: it's it's a small game that Ubisoft never even wanted to make, and it won more awards than any of their big titles did that year. Ironic, isn't it?
1: Yes, it's almost like they don't know what they're doing sometimes.
2: <laughs> they don't. <ever>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, dear. We're not that nice to them, are we? Um, I th- that pretty much concludes all our the games we we're looking forward to, by the way. Man, look at that. We got through it. We did it. Wait,
3: did we talk about Ben's games?
1: Yeah, we did. Yeah.
3: Oh, and I yeah. missed it. Sorry, Ben, I missed it.
1: So, Are you excited for Final Fantasy 15? Pretty guessing.
3: Oh, hell yeah, I'm excited for Final there, Fantasy
1: There you 15. go. It's...
3: I'm, I know a lot of people are pissed off that uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake isn't coming out in 2016, but that's like the greatest thing ever because... You don't want those two games to come out in the same year because yeah. Final that... Fantasy XV will get destroyed by Seven easily.
1: So, going on the idea that each of the three parts of uh, Final Fantasy Seven remake will be what a year apart, does that mean we're not going to see Kingdom Hearts three till the next decade?
3: It's kind of sad, isn't it? Since the, since the Kingdom Hearts three team is now helping with the Final Fantasy Seven remake
1: everyone seems to be helping everyone with something. It's like, like, like a game of favors. <laughs> it's sense. just like, it's like, well, if you help us on Deus Ex, they can go off and do, uh, t- you know, Tomb Raider or something. And it's like, it's, <laughs> it's like, I just wonder if they're just one big team. They've got all the games in one room. And they're just like saying, well, here you go. You go, you know, you've got a shift on, uh, this game this morning. And then you've got one there at lunchtime. And, then, uh, for your final 10 minutes, can you just do a bit of coding on whatever this little thing is? It's just,
3: here's what i see i see final fantasy 15 coming maybe august september and then final fantasy 7 remake maybe february episode one or and then if there's the second episode i'm guessing uh that same year actually but holiday time Mm. and then kingdom hearts 3 is going to be 20 what is it 2018 which is and the final part, the final part, seven
1: as well. it's got to be licensing with Kingdom Hearts, hasn't it? That's causing the problems because I can't really see what what takes them so long with that game, other than the fact that Disney obviously had their so, say.
3: Because, sell, yeah, Disney and
1: yeah, it's yeah, and yeah, uh, Disney is probably just saying, Well, you can't do that with that character, you can't do that with that character, which is mad when they steal their characters from folklore anyway, so. But yeah, it's who knows what will come out next after Final Fantasy Fifty. Final Fantasy Fifty, if that gets delayed, well, my goodness, we could end up with a year just full of Square Enix RPGs. And uh,
3: I got no problem with that. <laughs> hey, I got Star Ocean coming out in February, so I'm happy.
1: Ah, yes, yeah, that's coming as well. And, yeah, I'll just give this out as an honourable mention because it's not coming out on consoles at the minute, but XCOM 2 is probably actually the game I'm most looking forward to because, God, I bloody love XCOM Enemy Within. Uh, it's just, like, I feel almost controversial saying it at this point because it's, you know, it's a bad version, really, on console, on PS3, but it's pretty much my favourite game of the last generation. <laughs> I don't, it's hard to explain why, but I don't really like that sort of game that often. But I like the originals. This looks just like they're just taking it above and beyond. And uh, you can start, I've started to see now why it's on PC first, because there's just so much they've got to do with it. Yeah.
3: I think you liked it because you're able to kill my character all the time. That's
1: it. I just just like like, carrying Gary, killing Gary.
3: You probably like Friendly Fire me too, don't you? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> nice of it Okay then. Well, I think we're all done for this podcast. Finally. We uh, you know, the third attempt. We did it. Um so I suppose it's the all contact details really, isn't it? Um so Kevin, hello. Punch, punch it out. Where can people find you? Twitter. Whoosh. PSN No um <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the rest you'll have to do <laughs> it out yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you can follow me on Twitter, uh mister Waxweasel. You can find me on PSU forums as Waxweasel. You can find me on PSN at as um uh, what is it? Kip kebab ninety two that's the one. Please let me change that name, Sony. <laughs> <laughs> I was flipping 13.
3: <laughs>
1: that's why you don't let children have usernames.
3: I'm so <laughs> going you Kip Kebab from now on. That is your name. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Kip Kebab, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> no, I don't even eat Kip Kebab anymore. I eat normal kebab. <laughs> so it's an abomination.
1: But yeah, that was... That's Basically it. my stuff, yeah. That's it. So if you want to find him, he's a kebab or a weasel or a wax or something. Or a Furby. Yeah, or a Furby. <laughs> <laughs> or a <half> Or man half. <laughs> um, Aaron, Mr. Varshney, where can people find you?
2: You can find me on the forums as farsh You can uh, add me to PSN on UK-Varsh. Uh, you can email me at Aaron.Varshney at PSU.GV and you can also catch me on Twitter at Farshter
1: Excellent, excellent um, Gary, back where can you be found?
3: Yo, you can find me on Twitter at Gagos that's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H uh, you can also reach me at uh, my PSU email at Gary that's G-A-R-R-I at PSU.com or you can go to the KGB offices and ask for me, but you'll probably be arrested on the
1: spot. <laughs> <laughs> because your existence is not known outside this. Um, there you go. Okay, there you go. Um, I'll do Ben's for him as he's in the background. And it would be unfair that he doesn't get some recognition for doing the job he does, which is eating on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> Priorities. It's <laughs> got them right. If you get the secret audio track of Ben eating, you're a lucky customer it's like oh customer people buy the podcast now (laughs) 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 yeah which leads me on to my next announcement
0: (laughs) if you want to hear the rest of this podcast buy our dlc now
2: (laughs) it's published by ea
1: (laughs) hell no (laughs) so that's the reason ben can't be on it really is we can't afford him in the main game. <laughs> we get to cut out <laughs> chunk of our
0: content. No, no, you get Ben F, you pre-order him. He's an extra character. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the special eating edition is uh, features Ben. It's like day one. Uh, but yeah, anyone. Uh, you'll find Ben on anything that's chilly. C-H-I-L-L-E. Which I'm sure you all know by now because it has more friends than God. So. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and you can find me at Nezco, N E Double on Twitter, at Son of Venom, all lowercase or one word, on PSN, and on the emails at neil.bolt at psu.com. Um, you can also comment on my articles and tell me why I'm an arsehole for. Berating Crash Bandicoot, or because I berated Michael Pack the other day, which was the weirdest one of all. I've never known anyone to defend Michael Pack. <laughs> there you go. Defendant. Apparently, people want to defend everything I criticize now, so that's cool.
2: I think they um, need to defend themselves after that one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that has been 103 at the third attempt, quite fittingly, I'd imagine. Um, we should be back to normal next week. Well, what we call normal. Um, <laughs> we are not normal. <laughs> um, hopefully, Mr. Harrodance will be here next week to host. He hosted the original version of the show uh, when we did all the intelligent speaking and witty banter. And instead, you got this. So, sorry for that, but there you go. Uh, so, till next time, toodaloo. Say goodbye, Kevin. Bye. Say goodbye, Aaron. Bye, Aaron. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: toodaloo. Say goodbye. Toodaloo.
1: <laughs> You guys have ruined this. (laughs) That's why people love the podcast. (laughs) No point saying goodbye about Gary now, because Gary's already
0: said (laughs) goodbyes. You're not saying anything, Gary.
1: (laughs) You're out of the team. (laughs) Gah, kick him from Skype. (laughs) (laughs) Again, Kevin's impressions do not validate anything PSU do, I promise you. Um, And say goodbye, Ben. (laughs) fences <laughs> <laughs> thank food for me
3: there you go next week oh, you what
2: know, the jim precision on here what a ben precision